0: You're just in time for just in sports. I'm your host Justin Reedman. Hey, I got a guest. I got my cousin Hayden Ikonson on. Hayden, how are you doing? Happy to have you on.
1: Good. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here.
0: You're my baseball expert. um uh, Let's t- let's talk about the MLB and start in the NL East. With the New York Mets and Jacob DeGrom having this magical season, tell me
1: what what do you what do you like from him so far? I mean everything. I don't know what there is not to like. You know, everybody talks about Mike Trout. People are talking about Tatis. You know, best player in the league. But I really think Jacob DeGrom is the best player in the league. And if you're talking about impact for the team, it's it's Jacob DeGrom. I mean, he's got a zero point five six ERA. We, we've never seen anything like that. The last time someone had uh, an ERA like that, you know, it was, it was the 1920s. And, you know, his ERA at .56 is the second, is the best ever. The best ever being .86 by a guy named Tim Keefe in 1880. And that was before, you know, the MLB had, you know, been created like that. And we had all these teams. So, you know, if you're talking modern era, Bob Gibson's 1.12 ERA is, you know, the closest thing we have. Uh, You know, his Jacob DeGrom's whip, 0.53, the best ever. You know, his his Pedro Martinez at 0.74. He's also, you know, his strikeouts, he's fourth in the NL with 103 strikeouts, nine shy of first. So, you know, he might get the strikeout crown too. His batting average against an incredible 0.121. And the best was last year, actually, Trevor Bauer had a uh, 0.159 batting average against, um, you know, I don't count 2020 though. So, you know, if you want to look at the real stats, Pedro Martinez had a uh, 1.167 batting average against in 2000. I mean, these stats, you know, we've, we just never seen them before.
0: So first off he's, he's having one heck of a year. Uh, I mean, back up at school at Ryder, you know, you got Phillies, you got Yankees and there's Mets fans. They're going crazy. There, but this is this is a, I want to touch up on one point you said where people talk about the Tatises and um trouts. Do you think people may be obsessed over someone like Tatis who has a better supporting cast? Because the Mets don't have a lot of hitting.
1: Right. I think you know it's 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 easy to get lost in it when you got Manny Machado out there. You got Blake Snell too, Chris Paddock, Eric. Darvish. It, it really is, a, yeah. You Darvish really is a great supporting cast that makes it easy on him. You know Jacob Degrom. The past six years, he's been he's been on you know a pretty mediocre team, with the exception of that 2015 team that lost uh, lost the World Series to the Royals. You know what we know Jacob Degrom for is holding teams to one or two runs every game, and then losing because his team his doesn't team. get any runs for him. There's no run support. But you know this year things have kind of changed a little bit. He does have six wins and two losses, uh, in 10 games. So uh, I think, you know, his team is getting a little bit better. They they acquired Lindor, uh, Thomas Nito has been pretty good for them. And I think uh, their cast really is getting better. I mean, that whole rotation, Marcus Stroman, Taewon Walker, things are looking up for the Mets. And, you know, as a Nats fan, it's a little unfortunate, but uh, you definitely like to see uh, DeGrom succeed because he's one of those stars like Trout that really doesn't complain and is on a team that's, you know, mediocre at best.
0: Another thing before we move on to the Nats, because we're both big fans and in the DC metro area, is it because I also think people like seeing those hits, seeing the home runs, those batata that's so those grand slam and Padres. But I think not enough people appreciate great pitching.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, 26 hits he's allowed in 10 games, with also only four earned runs allowed after uh, 10 games. I mean, these, these statistics are, they're insane. I mean, we might never see something like this again. I I truly believe that Jacob DeGrom will win the MVP this year, you know, going back to his ERA. I mean, he has 0.56 ERA. When Kershaw won the MVP in 2014, his ERA was 1.77, uh, you know, a whole point more than what DeGrom is at right now. And, you know, even if he doesn't keep up with these stats in the second half of the season, there's still, he's on pace for a very historic season and might even have a sub one era
0: i think it needs more coverage it needs more coverage i mean from not just television but to twitter
1: right i know it's hard you know because it's every fifth day you know pitchers aren't it's not as glamorous you know you like to see the ball at 450 feet that's why tatis is so beloved by the mlb but uh you know when you when you only have a guy that you can talk about about you know once a week it's a little hard but uh, something definitely has to give cuz uh, i don't really don't think enough people are talking about this
0: i think good days are ahead for the mets i think good days are ahead i i have i have dominic smith in fantasy he was a little inconsistent he's coming back alive now a little bit
1: uh, yeah i just i i definitely question the mets for that Lindor contract, I think, uh, what was it, 10 years, $341 million, something like it, that. It's
0: something like that because I have a friend who every other day texts me complaining about Lindor every yeah. every other day. Yeah, it's <laughs> I get like it's
1: working out. I mean, he's, he's starting to catch fire a little bit, but right now his defense is all they got, and that's just not going to be enough to get past it. A Dodgers team or the Padres or even the Cubs I mean you know look at the Cubs it just swept uh what was it St. Louis I mean
0: yeah there's some tough
1: teams in the NL
0: and moving on to another team uh who had a very big victory Monday night the Washington Nationals um let's get in there just with the pitching the whole batting lineup they're they're in an interesting spot
1: yeah, I mean, look at at seven games under seven-and-a-half games out of first. They're they're in a very tough spot, and you know, the trade deadline's coming up. They got guys like Max Scherzer on the squad, Juan Soto. I mean, even Strasburg, who's been iffy, very hurt. Uh, There's clearly a lot of talent, but I, I could see them being sellers at the deadline. You know, obviously it upsets me as a as a big Nats fan, but um, I you don't see think Scherzer. That you see Scherzer, yeah, poss- Scherzer on the IL. I mean, oh, as
0: a possibility, uh, as a possible um trade. I, I've I've definitely heard speculations about it.
1: I think the way I look at it is, he's he's what thirty six or thirty seven. Thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, so I think teams will definitely look at it like, all right, maybe I I need one more pitcher, and Scherzer's still a top ten pitcher in the league. So if I can get him for a rental for half a year, then you know, use whatever he's got left, and uh, and use it for the playoffs, and maybe that'll pay off for my team. But um, I really think it, it would take a lot to, to to get Scherzer. You know, the Nats have a bad farm system, so they're gonna you're gonna need to give them some top prospects or or something right now to help them win. You know, a team like the Yankees has been thrown around. I think if you're if you the Yankees, if you're Brian Cashman and you want Max Scherzer. I think the only guys that you can talk to Mike Rizzo about are, you know, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, those guys, because I'm, I'm not giving up my star pitcher for for uh, anything less than another star.
0: I definitely would want, if, we, if it was a Yankees, that, that's interesting right there. I definitely want LeMahieu because we, we need some infielders.
1: Yeah, we, we need a superstar for a superstar. I don't want to part ways with Max Scherzer, but, you know, it, it might be inevitable and, if it is, then we're going to have to juice it, and we're going to have to get everything that we can out of it.
0: And and another good point you made, Yankees are one pitcher away, possibly. We don't have that rotation like we did. Uh, Strasburg's always – he's an insurance policy. Patrick Corbin it depends on the night.
1: But I, I do think that you 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 can't look past this, the staff because I think – the Nats could be 20 games under 500 right now if it wasn't for this pitching staff. I mean, they've really stepped up with the exception of Scherzer and, you know, Patrick Corbin's first two starts, which were very, uh, very rough for him. They, all the guys have, you know, come out here and uh, given us some great performances. We really haven't been blown out a lot. This, uh, this offense is terrible. It's, you know, it's kind of like the Mets with DeGrom. You know, you got pitchers that are coming out there and giving you a chance to win every night. You know, they're, they're allowing less than four runs a night they're really giving you a chance to win. You expect to win like that, but if your offense can't show up, then, then, there's really nothing you can do. And
0: when I went to the game Monday night, as well said, Lester gave up that one run. That was it,
1: right? And he, yeah. yes,
0: he he threw many many pitches through four or five. I forgot how many innings. Um, it was so great to be back at a game. I was so excited to be back. Um, but anyway, yeah, he he really he really stuck with it. He he looked all right. He. He gave us that four or five innings, which we knew coming in with someone like him who's older. That's what you're going to get out of him. Right. You need a good bullpen.
1: 38 years old or 39? I don't know what it is.
0: Something it? like that. But yeah. he he looked all right minus that one home run.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I knew when we signed him that it was going to be – you're, you're not getting the John Lester that was in Boston or Chicago that was carrying no. him He was going to be the guy, the fifth starter that was really going to – take, uh, I guess, Anibal Sanchez's place. And uh, he's not going to be a Max. He's not going he to have an ERA above five. But if he's going to go out there and give you a chance to win like he did last night against uh, the Pirates, although they are the worst team in baseball, it's still still, uh, good to see. You. And I want
0: to bring up another former Cub, Kyle Schwarber, who is on a roll right now, got the game-winning home run Monday night. Man, the park was going crazy. How about him? I, I, I was I was like if when we got him because I just I don't he was having a little bit of a rough time at the end of sh- Chicago but he's lightening up right now
1: right I, I've, I've been I've been big on Kyle Schwarber. I, I think he was uh, obviously Josh Bell was the more glamorous uh, acquisition in the offseason obviously he's not panning out that no long. but I, I, I liked the Schwarber signing a lot. Uh, now he's got what three homers in four days. They moved him to the, uh, to the leadoff spot. And I think that's that, you know, Joe Madden mentality that Davey, Davey Martinez adopted from him uh, in their Chicago days. You know, because Joe Madden moved Anthony Rizzo to leadoff when he was struggling, and it really paid off. It worked. That's what Davey did with Bryce a couple of years ago. Uh, I know he's done it with Juan Soto a few times, but I haven't seen it pay off how it is for Schwarber uh, yet. Seeing that how, how good Schwarber has been since we moved him to the leadoff spot, uh, that's definitely the result that he was looking for.
0: Definitely. Just uh, Monday night, it, it, it paid off. Um, back to what you said about trading for prospects, I think about, and you mentioned Josh Bell, that Josh Bell trade, we gave up some young prospects, I know. So we, we definitely need some younger guys. Uh, Eric Fetty is, it depends on the day. Joe Ross, uh, Joe Ross had a good
1: beginning. He had a good game the other day I've, I've always i i think joe ross gets a lot of slack from me you know i was at game five of the world series when he you know with the emergency starter he didn't even know who he was going to start until an hour before the game and you know he went out there and that day he gave the nats a chance to win against the astros obviously they they did end up uh, getting blown out after they pulled joe ross but but I, I appreciate Joe Ross and what he's done for this franchise. You know, obviously Tommy John surgery a few years ago. Coming back from that is rough. But um, I, I think that they, they might be moving to the bullpen. I heard once if Strasburg and Scherzer come back. Oh, really? Fetty, yeah. Now that we have Fetty off the IL, I think they're looking. Oh for man, getting him in a bullpen role.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'd like that. I, I. I think he he gets the job done too. There's been a few games where he was a little off, but not every pitcher is going to be like a Max Scherzer or Strasburg when he's healthy on the team. It's, you're going to have someone like, you know, someone older, like Lester, someone like a Joe Ross will get you four or five innings. You have to use your time.
1: It might be time to invest in Joe Ross because with Strasburg, I mean, I I don't trust him at all. I I think that contract is absolutely atrocious. I think we should definitely explore trade options uh, this summer and, you know, if we can't, then we're just going to have to suck it up because that contract, letting Rendon walk and signing Strasburg mistake. is very questionable. You know, you have a guy who's going to play less than 25 games for you in a season and you're going to give him all that money. It's it's definitely uh, not paying off. And if he's going to be injured, you know, for three quarters of every season until he retires, then I'm, I do want to invest in Joe Ross. I want to keep him in the rotation. I want get, to get his stamina up so we can get him six or seven innings a game.
0: And what do you think? So I'm going to tell you my opinion about the, the Rendon and Strasbourg and I want to hear your opinion on it. I I wanted Rendon obviously and I also think I, it took him much longer to develop to the player he is today compared to how you can develop a pitcher. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that? Is that kind of aggregate? Do you think it takes longer to develop a pitcher too?
1: Or Rendon did bust out in 2019 and have an MVP caliber season but in the years prior, I mean, 2016, 17, and 18, he was getting, he was getting great stats. He was kind of, you know, he was a role player, but if, if Bryce Harper wasn't on that team and if Daniel Murphy wasn't on that team, Rendon would have been the star. I mean, he was, he was hitting home runs. He was a great defender at third base. You know, obviously when, when Zim made the move from third to first, I think it was a little sad for Nats fans, but Anthony Rendon came in and he filled this he filled his shoes and uh, he may have even done it better. But, um, with the, with the pitchers taking a while to develop, I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't think I know enough about this topic. I know that Strasburg was drafted in, in 2009, and then he was in the league by 2010. But yeah, I, I definitely would have rather invested in Anthony Rendon than Steven Strasburg. I, uh, I think Rendon is struggling a little bit in L.A., though. But maybe if he stays here, things are easier for him, and he just stays on the role that he was on.
0: For sure, it, and just our infield. issues. just we don't. We need another. Well, I guess we're getting some better hitting now, but he was consistent that right that I, World I Series year.
1: I would have liked it if we traded for Chris Bryant. Obviously, that's kind of out the window now. We might be the one sending a star player to Chicago because they're good. They're contenders. They could host a playoff series. They could make a run. You know, I've I've been talking about this recently. I'd love to see a White Sox Cubs World Series. I think, be fun. I think the city would would go absolutely bonkers. I don't I don't think they'd be able to handle that in Chicago, but uh it'd definitely be fun to see. Uh but Chris Bryant, yeah, he he would he would have been someone that I would have liked to round out that infield, but it's looking uh,
0: I was hoping we were going after a free agency and then Donaldson um the other year.
1: Right. Also, I mean the Aaron Auto trade, the, the Rockies, they got Scalp time mean, that was absurd a couple prospects when the, Card- the Cardinals had one of the best farm systems in baseball they didn't have to give up any top 100 prospects for it and they already they had three top 100 prospects they didn't have to trade a single one for Arenado I think that's that's something I do hold uh hold Rizzo uh, accountable for I think you know you definitely should have explored trade options because Nolan Arenado was a hot ticket and everybody knew he wanted out of Colorado third base was arguably one of our biggest needs and he's definitely failed to to meet that need however I, I do Carter keep him. grandpa hates him I, I like Carter I I I think he, he we should give him one more opportunity you know on a team that's seven games under 500 you 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 should just have your your young guys call him up call up Luis Garcia call up Carter keep him because I think that's better than having 34-year-old Starlin Castro and 33-year-old Josh Harrison in the infield. You know, why don't you develop your young players? Bring up Luis Garcia, bring up Carter Keboom. The season does kind of look like a lost cause. I hate to say that because, you know, 19 and 31 back in 2019. But the Mets aren't going anywhere. The Phillies are still ahead of us, and the Braves are ahead of us. And I'm not going to count out a team with Acuna and Freddie Freeman. So I think it might be time to start uh, to start exploring those other options.
0: I'd hope to see that. Look at look at first base too. I mean, we talked about the Bell trade that turned out to be a bust.
1: Yeah, Bell has started to kind of come out of his shell, not completely though. But I mean, I'd rather put Zimmerman back there. I mean, look how me too.
0: Look at him, ageless. Yeah.
1: And it's not like he hasn't earned it. He's been with this team for sixteen years. He's he's uh, right now best player in franchise history. He, he he deserves it more. Most than runs. Yeah, most runs.
0: Yeah, I mean he deserves it out of anyone. And it, I, I don't know if this will be his last year, if he'll play one more year, but I think that's a nice way to go out too. I,
1: I would like to see us make a playoff run. One more playoff run was ever. I think obviously he did get the one ring, but with everything that this team's gone through, in you know, 2012, 2014, 16, 17. he he stuck with it you know he took pay cuts to stay with the team Um, and he's really set an example for the young guys and led this team so I'd like to see him go out on a high note rather than uh, ending in last place or fourth place
0: he'll definitely have some role in the role or part of the organization I feel like once he retires
1: right yeah we definitely have to move him into either the front office or the coaching staff I mean last year I think I don't remember who it was, but they said, you know, the lack of that leadership last year really caused them to struggle, you know, because Zimmerman opted out of the season. He said it was the lack of that presence in the locker room. No para. You're right. No para. But um, I think Zimmerman definitely, definitely played a big role. And him opting out of the season was rough for the guys. And now Howie Kendrick retiring, this team is definitely uh, it's just going to go there too. It is gonna be an
0: interesting. We're still in the first half. I mean, not I all start a break, yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting.
1: Yeah. As the trade deadline goes on, I mean the Mets obviously have some uh some needs that they need to fill. The Braves, I think they still have not met their full potential. The Phillies, I mean the Phillies are interesting. I'd love I I want to see Bryce Harper succeed. I don't want to see him succeed in the NLE's, but um I, I don't know. That Joe Girardi hire was a little questionable. I think his days might be over, just like Tony La Russa, but uh, don't even get me started on him.
0: So do you think we'll make the move? Real quick, do you, we'll make a big move at the deadline, or do you think Rizzo will back out?
1: I don't think we have the the, uh, the minor leaguers. I don't think we have the prospects to make a big trade, you know, because we're not going to trade Soto. We're not trading Trey Turner. And we, other than Scherzer, you know, we don't have any, anyone big. It's like, yeah, you know, I want that player on my team. Uh, so I don't think, I don't think we're going to be buyers at the deadline. I don't think there's going to be a big deal made. You know, and, and uh, Rizzo has never really been a guy to make a big deal at the deadline. Uh, I think some of his more notable acquisitions were at the deadline. I mean, Sean Doolittle a few years ago that paid off but um it's really hard for me to look back and 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 think about Rizzo at the end of July as no blockbusters yeah yeah I,
0: I just I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't do anything I mean but again, it
1: tends to be how he rolls where the Nats you know there had never been big spenders they've never been big uh teams to make trades at the deadline, they just kind of rolled what they have. And I think 2019 kind of set the, the presence for that because we, we stuck with what we had. We were kind of iffy, just nearing on 500, and we, he stuck with the team, and then they won the World Series. So I think that's what the learners might think, oh, that's that's the formula. We can win that way. We don't have to go out and make a big signing or trade someone. You know, We can let our star player walk in the offseason, and we'll be just fine. And uh, that that might be a bad mentality to have. I think Rizzo definitely needs to be more aggressive if he's going to keep this job. I
0: don't I don't like that. If they have that mentality, I they need to get that out immediately. I just I don't like that. I mean,
1: it just seems that that's how it is. I mean, when you got agents like Scott Boris, you're going to have to open up the paycheck. I mean, he's oh no doubt, negotiating billions of dollars worth of deals in the offseason. and he's the guy that all the stars have. I mean, once Soto has Boris. And Soto his contract, it's it's time to give him an extension. Trey yeah. Turner is an extension too. That that could be over 500 million dollars worth of contracts, right? There
0: is Trey with Boris. And
1: Trey is not with Boris, luckily, but uh yeah, we do we definitely did. Trey's agent has been good though. I think he was Matt Kane's agent. Uh, he Matt Kane got one of the biggest uh pitcher deals at the time with the Giants, and uh, Trey's agent has also negotiate, negotiated some other big contracts, and and Trey Turner really, really is 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 a great player. I think he's definitely in the MVP, the MVP uh, conversation. If it wasn't for Degrom, I'd say Tatis, Turner, and probably Acuna are my favorites for for the MVP race. Because look, Trey's not hitting as many home runs as as uh, as Acuna, but he's stealing more bases. He's got a better batting average. Watch him play the field. In. Watch him play yeah, the field just Monday team night. Too. Yeah. All those plays were tra- Trey, Trey. Trey Turner were to come out in the second half and hit twenty home runs and maybe get his homers up above thirty or thirty-five, and he's, he keeps all his other stats how they are, he he's very deserving of the MVP. Obviously, this year is special. We're having the best pitching performance ever in the history of baseball, and uh, so you know, Jacob DeGrom going to run away with the MVP. But but Trey Turner is, you know, don't take him lightly.
0: Well, he's a, he's a great fielder, too. He, right. He's always on it. Hayden, thank you so much for coming on again. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It's always fun.
0: Of course. That wraps up another episode of Just in Sports. I've been your host, Justin Reedman.